All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Primetime KC. The NFL season is officially over. The NFL season sent from literal hell is over. The Rams win the Super Bowl 23-20 over the, bang- or, yeah, over the Bengals. We're going to go ahead and break that down today. We're going to break down some offseason stuff, including the Chiefs cap situation. John's going to give a dive into why the future doesn't look great. Uh, we're going to have to talk about some financial stuff. I know Brett Veach has gotten around that before, but this is going to be tough. Uh, baseball, still no progress. Nothing really going on there. Um, negotiations did not go well this past weekend. And the Kings, I mean, the race for the 10 seed is heating up for Josh, so we're going to have to talk about that. We'll talk about NBA trade deadline, the James Harden deal, all of that stuff. But let's go ahead and start it off with Super Bowl 56. I'll start with you, John. I know you didn't watch the entire game, but what did you think of the game that you did see? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I missed. Wait, wait John, first question. Before. First question. How was Interstellar? Because that's what you were doing before some of it. Yeah, I watched, um, like the good first half of it. Uh, and then obviously I was always going to watch the halftime show because <laughs> how couldn't you? Um, and then I was like, all right, I got to stick around. Um, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I enjoyed Interstellar though. The great movie. If you haven't seen it, fire. Um, I had to finish it after the game, but um it was it was a good game it wasn't a great game um it 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 was fine it was adequate it was much better than the rams patriots where i really wanted to slam my face into a wall for the entirety of it um and yeah look i really my biggest takeaway from it is it it was a scenario that i can be happy with because neither of the quarterbacks did anything that is going to get them ridiculous praise you know, we talked about Matthew Stafford, and uh, uh, a footnote on this is I am way too uh, emotionally swayed by media narratives being stupid. So I was glad to not hear that Matthew Stafford would be a six-time Super Bowl champion if he had played for the Rams, like we talked about before. Um, obviously, credit to him. I do think Joe Burrow played better, though. Um, but he was running for his life there for a while. But yeah, the game was good. Um, my biggest football takeaway from it is that the Los Angeles Rams have two quarterbacks. They have one on defense, and it's Aaron Donald. Um, He is, if you can make that big of an impact, it's unbelievable. I mean, the only times they were stopping him, you could visibly see three people doing things to stop him. Um, It honestly is kind of a a shame he didn't win the MVP. He deserved it. I usually like to give it to the quarterback guy, but I thought Donald deserved it from what I saw in the second half. And yeah, uh, it was, it's not a Super Bowl I'll tell my grandkids about the, 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 the game itself. I will not. Um, but it did the job. It was a good Super Bowl Sunday overall and the game wasn't terrible. So I'll take it. Yeah. It was very mid. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to remember the Super Bowl for a great game, but I'm not going to be like, oh, that, that Super Bowl sucked. Like, yeah, if someone brings it up, I'll be like, oh yeah, I was watching it here and there. And like, this is how I felt in the game. I'm not going to be, I was li- at this moment, I was like, holy shit. Like, none of that. Like, the no. thing that stands out to me during the most of the game is Joe Burrow probably played the fourth quarter on a torn ACL, if I had to guess. Um, he got maybe that's far. But I saw torn MCL very well could be what it was. Um, okay, well, he put, he put it on a fucked up kneecap. Yeah, 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 he did. He did. That's, that's what I was, like. That's kind of what comes to me. Is like, what if Joe Burrow was healthy? Could he have run out of the pocket a little bit better? Like, I mean, another thing that I wanted to wonder was why was Samaji P. Ryan getting the ball on the final two plays that for is, the Bengals' offense? That is a question that a lot of people have had. I think that entire sequence, you talk about the last three plays, second and one, third and one, fourth and one. First of all, second and one, taking a shot down the field. Just not the right spot to do that. You know, maybe if you needed a touchdown, but you need a field goal, go ahead, get like a four-yard slant to chase there and pick up the first down. Don't take a 30-yard shot down the field. Third and one, run Samaje Pirine right at Aaron Donald. Not the greatest call. And then fourth and one, why are we blocking Aaron Donald one-on-one? <laughs> like, out of all times in the game to double him, that is the time. And they just... You know, they made their guard do an impossible task, which was to double or to try and stop Aaron Donald man man on man, and no one's able to do that. So I thought Zach Taylor uh, and the Bengals mismanaged those last three plays quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, too, is 
the officiating was, I think, a little more controversial than it's like being made out to be. I thought it was going to be questioned a little more. Not that I think it particularly favored one team more than the other because there's two specific big calls that were consequential for both teams. Yeah. You have earlier on in the game, T. Higgins grabbing a man yeah. by the face mask um, and getting like a, what, a giant gain out of it. Um, and then obviously touchdown. you have... Right? Yeah, 75-yard touchdown. Yeah, and then you have the um, the the play at the end. Obviously, the <laughs> the well, there's no way a linebacker can can guard Cooper Cup if he's not holding. Right? I got to throw a flag. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was not. It was not holding. Um, but look, end of the day, I think it turns out fine. I do want to ask you guys this though: if the Rams have everyone retire, like, good lord, they're in big trouble. They're already not going to have Odell next year, most likely, or at least for the, the majority of the season. Aaron Donald's talking about retiring. Von Miller's talking about retiring. Um, it, Sean McVay is talking about retiring. Um, that makes no sense to me. Like, what? That makes well, he has, total it's sense coming in, me. and you can, make, you can make pretty much, if you're a good broadcaster, you can make just as much money. Look at Tony Romo. If Sean McVay yeah. thinks he could be a no, fan, I don't. I don't think Sean McVay's actually considering. Uh, yeah, going I don't to think TV. he I is. Think like, no, he probably isn't. But it's I think been, that's like, something that got leaked to help his negotiations in the future. Personally. No, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, look, the rest of what you said is accurate. The Aaron Donald, it's possible. Uh, Von Miller, even if he doesn't, he's a free agent, so that's a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And Andrew Whitworth, a thousand percent is gone, so you're going to need another left tackle. And what makes that so difficult is one, you're up against the cap because you really have a lot of you know high price guys <laughs> on your team, and two, your picks this year are a fifth round, a seventh round, and a seventh round. That's Oof. it. I so, mean, that's but that's the thing. Like when they made the trade deadline moves, everyone's like they're stupid and they're like we're going all in. I mean, and they paid off. They got the Super Bowl, but I mean, we knew this was going to come too. So it's, it's kind of like. You know, it's a great it's strategy a if it time. works, but if it doesn't, man, you really fuck yourself. Yeah. And they didn't. I mean, they look, they'll always be able to justify it now, but I still am more of the – I'm still more in the mindset of I wouldn't have done what they did. I know it worked yeah. out, mm-hmm. but I'm still more in the mindset of like, man, banking, oh. banking everything on one year, like that's a little – especially in the NFL, like maybe in the yeah. NBA, but like in the NFL – Dog, not having a pick in the first four rounds, like you are really basically saying it is either now or never. We're blowing this shit up if it doesn't work. And and it was now. To their credit, they got it done. I mean, no one's going to. Isn't Stafford done next year? Not done, but like his contract's up next year? Yeah, he's probably got a contract coming up pretty soon. He'll probably want to get a bigger contract anyway after what he just did, so... Uh, but he's 34, so it's not like he's necessarily like extremely young. So we'll see. I mean, look, the Rams got the job done at the end of the day. I I was actually happy because my narrative finally, finally can cement itself that Jared Goff is a piece of shit that was terrible this entire time. I remember back after that Chiefs-Rams game, everyone was like, Goff and Mahomes are the QBs going forward. And I was just like, are you fucking serious? Like Jared Goff. I, I remember you guys you guys can fucking vouch for me on this podcast. I unnecessarily had so much hate for Jared Goff at that time. You hated Jared Goff and you didn't believe in Lamar. I hated Jared Goff when it wasn't cool to hate him. Now it's cool to make fun of him and hate him. Whenever yeah. I There was a time when people were debating whether him or Patrick Mahomes should win the MVP in that season. And yeah. it went into like week week twelve. Yeah, so, no, I was a, always a big anti-Jared Goff guy. No offense, Jared, but you suck. And, yeah, Matthew Stafford really proved my point that it just took, like, I don't even think Matthew Stafford is, like, like that much. It's not like Matthew Stafford is, like, four tiers above Goff, right? He's probably, like, a tier or two above Goff. So it really shows, man, they, they really just needed a competent quarterback, and, you know, they got one. So yeah, good and, for the Rams, yeah, man. That's, that's exactly right. And Matthew Stafford is – between good and very good, he's he's better than good. He's not very good. That, if that's See, the a Hall of Famer. That's yeah. what I was. I mean, ask. he'll be a Hall of Famer. He has he to be a Super Bowl is, Yeah, he will. He'll. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. It's probably a weak Hall of Fame career, especially if he doesn't win another one. Uh, with yeah. all all one of his Pro Bowls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's. Hey, you know what there. though, like. 
it, that was one of the rare nights. That was one of the rare games where, like, if that player wins that game, they're a Hall of Famer. If they don't, they're not. Like, that is such mm-hmm. a Halvey. rare game yeah. for, to have, and Stafford, you know, came through. Alvey, that, I, don't want to, I don't want to forget about this. This is just out of right field. Are you going to Mizzou's basketball game tomorrow? Yes. Can you get the Michael Porter Jr. bobblehead for me, please? They're giving out Michael Porter Jr. bobbleheads? He's not going First anymore. First thousand fans. Oh, my God. I'm going to go early Alvey, and Alvey, please, get please, on the cement. Please, no, please, please. No, please. No. How much Alvey, money? you're a bitch. You're literally a bitch. No, I want to destroy a Michael Porter Jr. bobblehead. Can we get you. into that later? You're literally it. I will show You're up literally two a hours bit. early to be able to destroy a Michael Porter Jr. bobblehead. Oh, my God, Josh. And you'll send it to me, too. That's the thing. Seriously, the price for me to not destroy it is, like, $300. Like, I... If I give you five bucks, will you not destroy it? No. I am... Gonna... You're making five dollars. <laughs> Dude, and you know how much money I would pay to be able to... Smash Michael Porter. Okay, okay, okay. Our concrete? listeners do not care. Oh my god. Ten bucks. A oh hundred. Okay, we're done. Um the Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back oh, to we can, we can go into we that. can get into we're gonna get into college basketball later. Uh but going back to this game, no, I, I think this was literally like win this game, you're a Hall of Famer, lose this game, you're probably not. Like that's where I thought of it as never. And this entire postseason was probably that for Stafford. You talk about the clutch drive to beat Tampa after his team for some reason, couldn't hang on to the football. The clutch drive to beat the 49ers, and then this clutch drive to win the Super Bowl, probably cements himself Probably cements himself there. So good for him. Um, I saw one thing yesterday that was like, you literally can't like justify a case for Phillip Rivers to make it if Matthew Stafford can't make it anymore. And I, I agree with that. So, yeah, I think Stafford's for sure a Hall of Famer at this point. Right. Yeah, and for the Bengals, like I know, and, and for the Bengals, I know everyone loves to say like the line, like "Oh, they're young, they'll be back." That's a terrible thing to say. Um, it just that's never a given. It's never like that. It's never that easy. Have fun getting through healthy Ravens and Lamar, Mahomes and the Chiefs, Herbert and the Chargers, Allen and Allen the Bills, and the Bills. Uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots. Have fun. Have fun doing that consistently. You know, I don't. Yeah. So shut up, Nicole Hardman, for shutting up Eli Apple. Yeah, Eli Apple is like the worst player to ever trash talk I've ever seen. Like that dude's mouth was running a mile a minute. I haven't seen him tweet anything yet. So uh, wow, that fast. He hasn't. But I just was looking at his likes. He liked a picture of Marquise Hollywood saying uh, that Eli or that Apple pack smoking, and then Lamar <laughs> Jackson put. Like yeah, the laughing that. emojis I and the Eli that. Apple liked it. I'm like, it's a little weird. No, but like that's very possible that that could be like a Burrow, like Marino situation where like he makes it very early in his career. And because of the circumstance, because of the rest of that conference, he just can't ever get back. Now, the I, Bengals don't draft an O line this year. Oh, they then I will the say team. this I 100% stand by them taking Chase still. I don't think that I still I think don't, that is I don't the, 100% know. the right pick. They're not where they're at right now if they take Panay Sewell instead of Jamar Chase. They're, they're not. Yeah. But they have Boyd and Higgins. It's like they have Boyd and Higgins. Boyd and Higgins, Higgins are they nice, but Jamar Chase is literally a top five wide receiver in the I NFL. I agree. I agree. But it's like there's there's pros and cons to it. I think keep like we talked about this earlier today. I think either way, you're looking at a good football team. But maybe one side heavier than the other. Well, I think you look at it and they can always get an offensive lineman. You can't always get a Jamar yeah. Chase. And that's, yeah, and that's true. That's with the connection what, Burrow already had too yeah, with that's him. That's basically what came down to is you can't, yeah. you can't really always get a guy like Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase to me is like literally like Devontae Adams already. Like he is ridiculous, but yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for the NFL season. I mean, uh, yeah, we don't really need to talk much more about it. Tough, tough postseason for us. Um, none of us got any awards, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. No. probably it won't there, get any. If NBA. I would have actually bet on the things that I put money on or that I picked in this podcast, I would have made some money off the Super Bowl. But same here. You just said me and you. We, that is another thing we need to talk about. Final standings. Jackson fucking fumbled the bag. Okay. Uh, in fairness to Jackson, Jackson, you pick. Did you pick the Rams? I no, he picked didn't. Bengals plus four. Bengals. 
Okay, so Jackson still did do better <laughs> on the spreads. I will give yes, him credit. But... I'll give him. I'll give him a light. I lost on props. Jackson's idea to put in the props and make them count towards the standings. So. Hey, it was more fun. Even if I lost, I still think it was a better idea than not doing. And it. for the awards, this year's a vacant vacant a year. You're not. There's no back to back. Jackson, let me tell you back. But I haven't been taught. Nobody's. I'm the only one that's ever won it. So that you're was... literally one in. You're one in fifteen in picks, and me and John are zero in sixteen. And it like I know. You're going to say, oh, close doesn't mean shit. But I was close in many of them. Brady, MVP, was second. Prescott, comeback player of the year, was second. And uh, Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year, was third. So, like, I got right. somewhat realistic. It's just, you know. You I want a go- fucking cookie, too? Well, at least I didn't yeah. pick fucking Terrence Mann to win six awards. All right, Josh? <laughs> or John? Yeah. You you say, I wasn't a, a dumbass to do that. You son of a bitch. Dude doesn't even start. You had him as, like. You didn't pick him to win MVP, but you picked him to win no, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, and Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, none of those besides Most Improved Player was even possible. But you <laughs> shocked me was Joe Judge not winning Coach of the Year. Yeah, not gonna lie. That was probably and, the worst pick I've ever had. And my no, you picked you picked a man to be comeback player of the year when he didn't come back. Didn't take a snap. <laughs> okay, in fairness, and I'll stand by this, Trent Williams literally had undiagnosed cancer from Dan Snyder's shit football team. We're not talking talking about him, though. Yeah, and he came back, and he came back and was the best left tackle in football. Yeah. So, so. Long just said fucking retired. He didn't have anything medical. No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck out for offensive line people. They deserve more respect. A good right, a good left tackle is more important than like 99 of the positions of football. Yeah, but that's um, why it's good named the Trent Williams Comeback Player of the Year. That's why we named it. It would yeah. it would have been much harder to replace Trent Williams than it would have been to replace Alex Smith. Easily. Now, am I still arguing Alex Smith should have shouldn't have won it? No, he obviously had to win it. But yeah. it took a dude snapping his leg to actually deserve it more than my guy. Well, Trent so, Williams didn't whatever. even get. Second, Ben Roethlisberger got no, second. No, he didn't. But like, it's because you know they normalize offensive linemen being important. Hey, like, come on. This year he for was, offensive it, rookie of the year, Creed got, I believe, three votes, and Rashawn Slater got one. So the offensive line got some votes. Yeah, and what Jamar Chase won it. I mean, yeah, Jamar Chase. Him. Mac Jones got five votes. Like, bro, take, did we announce the Trent Williams comeback away. player of the year award on here? I know we did on Twitter. Uh, it's Joe Burrow. Yeah. Thank Joe you Burrow, unanimously. Thank, right. thank you, voters. All right, but yeah. Um, so, all right, well, we got to do some way too early Chiefs takes okay, slash so, NFL takes. So do you want to start with the cap, or do you want to do just hot takes? I'm honestly fine with whatever. Um, right, I let's, do just let's, to... let's start with this. Um, just in a, I'm not going to clip this. I'll actually write this down somewhere. Right now, knowing only what you know at this second on February 14th, What's the Chiefs' record next year? Can I do a different take? Like, can I do something else? Depends. What do you want to do? I, I, what I want to say is, I think the Chiefs' AFC West title run ends. Okay, but you still have to say the. You that's say a hot take, but just give me a record. Fuck, I don't know. That, that's the point, Josh. Nobody fucking One knows. One and six. Ten and six. Eleven and six. No, eleven and six. Yeah, eleven and six. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go twelve and five again. I think they do it again. Really? I'm gonna go ten and seven. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's but, a good um, and that's a good segue into the cap because. But, that... but with the Chiefs winning the division, isn't that fucked up? Um, <laughs> that they, fucked they, up? The most AFC West I will thing. believe it when I see it with the Chargers, man. Hold on, though. It's not just the Chargers. Denver is still a possibility if Rodgers goes. Oh, um, whatever. Hey, Whatever. I saw Super Bowl odds. Broncos and Packers have the same odds, which yeah, Broncos tell- are like above the Rams. Like. Yeah, no, Broncos they're not above the Rams, but they're bad. they're up there. Broncos. Are if top, they have a comp, if they have an average QB, they're not a bad team. They're not a bad team. You gotta, but they're also not great. Like, come on. You have no, to have no, a good no. Team. I, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, if they hit Rodgers, they should, of course, be pretty high odds. Yeah. Like, yeah, but everything is like, who, who are they, they? Unless they get Rodgers, there's not like yeah. great options. Wilson, maybe, them. but that would, I mean, that'd be a Zach Wilson. Tough. Or not Zach Wilson. <laughs> not Wilson. Zach Wilson. He he's too good to get traded. No, he's uh, a bust. Yeah, totally, John. Oh God. So go ahead, John. I'm on spot rack right now. With I'm sure you are too. If you're not, I am. Yeah. Um, 
Chief salary cap say, 2022. I I recommend you don't listen to this portion of the podcast because this type of discourse is really kind of useful, useless, and I'm a bit of an extreme doomer when it comes to these type of things. So okay. that's a full disclaimer. Okay. May, maybe skip ahead because I've I've been wrong before and I have what I would would have been called radical opinions about these types of things. Yeah, like so, trading Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey for Panacea. Now, okay, those I would not actually recommend, but <laughs> not signing Chris Jones, for example, is another story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, here we go. The, uh, the Chiefs, as it stands, um, if you're going to do nothing, um, it just what they're at right now, they're, they're level with a cap, with their current layout. This is with nothing done. Obviously, Frank Clark will probably be cut which saves the Chiefs $13 million in cap space. Um, the next thing that you probably do, now I doubt the Chiefs will do this, but it might happen. It's a move I would make, but they're always talking about how important Anthony Hitchens is. You can cut him to save $4 million or $8 million, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty substantial for a guy, Anthony Hitchens, especially when he doesn't cost a ton after that. Um, so you do those things. Obviously, one thing the Chiefs have to do is sign Orlando Brown. They can't not sign Orlando Brown, right? Yeah. Like, I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Um, so we'll put Orlando Brown at, uh, you want to say, $15 million, given that it'll probably be uh, his big money will be later on in that contract. So that leaves the Chiefs with $7 million in room. Well, now, you, but you can restructure, obviously. So well, I don't think – so if you cut – Clark and you cut Hitchens, it gets you $22 million before signing anybody, right? So, mm-hmm. before signing anybody, yep. Then I know restructuring like kind of screws you down the line, but who cares? If you, you restructure Joe Tooney, that saves you $8.1 million. That might happen. So, let's just say it happens. It gets you to $31 million oh, in cap. That'll space. definitely happen if we. I mean, there's also a possibility million. that someone like that gets traded. Tooney, I think, is not a terrible candidate for that if they see that as a solution. But I think that's more based around who they get offered because they do have him locked down to 2026. So, yeah, probably I, not going to happen. Surely they, didn't, they wouldn't want to do that. Um, so, let's say they do all that. You're $31.7 million and you pay Orlando Brown $15.5. Let's say that's what he gets for next year i and i'm thinking probably he'll get more i mean it's a left tackle and, yeah and you can restructure travis kelsey to add five million as well yeah, i think kelsey that'll adds, happen kelsey adds a little bit you can definitely do that so let's, so, say, let's say they say they do that you're at 35.7 million to spend uh so you spend let's say 15 on orlando brown how much do you give tyron matthew a year how much do I give Tyron Matthew a year? See, zero. <laughs> like, so do you tag and trade him? What do you do? Yes, yes. You tag and trade the hell out of him. You can probably get a late first, early second out of that ordeal or a bunch of middle round picks. I mean, I feel like that has to be done because mm-hmm. also, look, I think just a big takeaway from this list because let me just read off who – who else is left in the free agent pool even when Matthew and Orlando are situated, okay? Okay. I'm going to go quick here. Jerron Reed, Tavarius Ward, Mike Remmers, Derek Nottie, Byron Pringle, Mike Hughes, Chad Henney, Daryl Williams, Ben Neiman, Kyle Long, Daniel Sorensen, Dorian O'Daniel, Armani Watts, Austin Blythe, Demarcus Robinson, Blake Bell, Andrew Wiley, Alex Okafor, Jarek McKinnon, Mike Burton, Marcus Kemp, Chris Lammons, Melvin Ingram, Joey Fortson, Derek Gore. So that is a lot of players leaving. Um, but not a lot of to- them are worth much. Not a lot of them are. Not all of what, them are. You could get no, McKinnon back you, pretty easily if you wanted to. You could mm-hmm. Pringle's probably going nowhere. So yeah. I mean, you're not looking at It's not the worst. No. But but if you're signing Matthew, it isn't great. It's <laughs> not it's not the best. You you do expose yourself. So John, to... the question I'm going to ask you is what max? I know you don't want to pay him anything, but if you were to pay Teron Matthew, what's the max per year you give him? Nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. It makes no sense. I get. Look, I get it. People are going to tell me he got hurt against the Bills and the Chiefs looked like shit. Yes, they did. That's the reality of this situation. Part of the Chiefs is going to have to be shit from now on. Like, that. that's just how it is. Do you want to go full 2018 mode? 
No, I don't think you have to go full 2018 mode, but the 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 reality of the situation is that it is very difficult to execute this paying for guys like Tyron Matthew that are inherently overpriced because he is overpriced. Given his age and the amount of years he's going to be able to get, there's really not a realistic figure that is even worth it. What if he Given, says I'll take what if he says I'll take 7 million a year? That won't happen. What if? Yeah, that's the thing. Like the minimum number Tyron Matthew is willing to take is above the maximum number I'm willing to pay him. That it, because it's what is your maximum because number? What, yeah, no, John, <laughs> legitimately, what is your maximum number? Like, okay, I would probably say uh, like 12 million, 11. Well, it depends because you have to look at how long he's going to want a contract because the reality is he's not going to take a short range contract. So. Spot Rack has him as a market value of a three-year, $44.6 million deal, which would pay him $14.8 million a year. Yeah. So like, l- less than his last contract. Eight, eight, 24 over three. <laughs> and that's low. It's low. But it it's just like, what are you going to do? You better be like, careful, you, John. It, he it, looks up his name. This, <laughs> oh, I know. Look, look me up. Tweet at me. That's the other thing. I'm kind of done with him. Like, I'm done with him kind of having shit games and then going on Twitter and calling out average Joes. Like, what mm. the hell are you doing? Like, it <laughs> it just reeks of, like, insecurity to me. I am ready to be done with Tyron Matthew. So, but anyway. other safeties available if you do lose Matthew would be Devin McCourty, Marcus Williams, Marcus May, Quandre Diggs, Kareem Jackson, Rodney McLeod, Keanu Neal. Anthony Harris, LaMarcus Joyner. So there, there are some names and out there. I don't there think are, you're not going to get any of them similar any money cheaper, for all though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. No. You, you're probably going to have to invest a draft pick just that. And, yeah, so look, you can't really look deeper into the salary cap than this, too, because yeah. we, we don't know what restructures are going to have to happen, what players are going to get sent out, brought in, who's going to be willing to just trade up, take a pay cut, because that does happen sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But my outlook is it's a little concerning. I mean, there's a lot of positions that have, like, one player I've heard of at it and not a lot of money to deal with it. A guy we um, didn't even mention, Melvin Ingram. I mean, what do you do with him? How you mu- see how much money he I mean, wants. how much does he want? Not a high amount. I, who knows? Because if, if you cut him, or you don't cut him, but if you can't, rega- if you can't retain him and you lose Frank Clark... Your number one edge rusher is Mike Dana. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. don't forget. Because you're losing Okafor, too. And you're losing Derek Nottie, too. Nottie's a – oh, fuck, he is a – I think Melvin Ingram is a big key addition. I, I That's my number one defense uh, of person I want to resign. Call me crazy for it'd it. It would be nice. You know, it would be nice to keep him. The good news is the linebacking core is set. Willie Gay yes. and Nick Bolton are there, and they're cheap. That's good. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them – actually like put some actual either draft or money into corner because they haven't like ever like they've been getting away with it but like i'm tired of like ward being my number one corner like i need like if they had a true corner it'd be so nice like ward's okay sneed's decent uh i mean they've been but like yeah i they just haven't invested much into him. Like their highest they've taken one is like fourth round since Veach took over. So it's like, yeah, I no, I mean it used to be with with we we basically pulled like four consecutive really good corners out of our ass with Glenn Dorsey. Yeah, it went from Brandon Flowers to Brandon Carr to Sean Smith to Marcus Peters. <laughs> um, like that was seemed like a pretty like just simple thing. Like yeah, the Chiefs will always have one really good cornerback. Uh, that has not been the case. Although Fenton's been good. Like, no, and Traverius is good too. I mean, Traverius is probably gone though. I mean, I don't know what type of money he's or what type of power he demands in free agency, but I feel like given the season that he had, he's kind of moving out of the price range because look, like when you go into this situation where you sign every single one of these like established players, as much as it can be a good thing and it can get you to Super Bowls. It can also put you in predicaments like the one the Rams in, are going to be in now. Um, so it's tricky, but it's not terrible. I will say it's not the worst it could ever be. It you could be there are other teams with worse caps, 
that is the good news. In fact, I I don't think the Chiefs <laughs> are even on the worst end. It just is slightly concerning because they don't really have the ability to – there's going to be somewhere that's lacking heavily. Like, it's going to be the reality. And that's how it is for pretty much every team, though. So it's kind of a ramble, but it's not perfect. They have to draft well. They do. Yeah. That, and Which they, they have, have done. They've done pretty yeah. good at the draft, and they're going to have to do good again. So we'll see what happens in the coming days or in the coming weeks. And you know what? I'll move them back to 11-6 and six because that, I, I, that wasn't as terrible as I initially viewed it as. But also, terrible way to judge what you think is going to come up. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just eyeballing it and going, oh shit or oh yay. That's what I do every year. So, we, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Having a good quarterback and a good offensive line makes up for a lot of problems. And the Chiefs yes, it does. Both. And that is so. the most important thing. The Chiefs <laughs> have a good quarterback and a good offensive line for the foreseeable future. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, there's really yeah. no one on the line that's old except, I think, Tooney is the oldest guy on the line. So, um, yeah. He's like, and he's yeah. 28. Yeah. So I mean, really... I guess maybe if, if you <laughs> guess for a little bit, Remmers was in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, um, or 27. Whatever. Well, next year. I don't uh, know how old Andrew Wiley is. What's his face comes oh, back next year? Nyang. He's twenty nine, so he'll be thirty. Lucas Nyang could come back, come back and play right tackle next year. So, yeah, yeah. you're looking at a pretty young line as well. But uh, that's yeah. enough football. About no, half it is. Wait, no, but say you're you have your uh, way too early Super Bowl predictions. So oh, okay, so mine is, and I always, it's just been a theme that a quarterback starting their second year has popped off. You saw it with uh, Burrow this year. Yes. Last year it was um, – who was the second-year guy last year? I can't think uh, of it. Uh, it was not because it was Mahomes Tyler? versus Brady. No, you not could in say the Super Bowl. I'm saying like they just had great years. Like it was Mahomes in 18, that was his second year. It was Lamar in 19, that was his second year. I forget who it you, was in 20. You can say Kyler or Josh Allen. Like, right? Oh, it was Allen. Josh Allen it was, was a third-year thing. But, yeah. Yeah, Kyler, he was. Kyler, the point is, like, banking on one of these guys a second year to go off is, like, a good bet. It seems like it's one of these guys every time in their second year is going off. So, I'm going to say the Super Bowl will be Bills versus 49ers. Um, I think the Bills are very, very close. They obviously almost beat the Chiefs, and I think they'll finally break through. And for the 49ers to get to a Super Bowl and then get to an NFC Championship game with a limited quarterback, I'm pretty sure if Trey Lance is anything is advertised, they can get to the Super Bowl with him. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go Bills. See, I don't know who. I legitimately don't know because I mean, honestly. You you don't know where Brady's or you don't have Brady. You don't know where Rodgers is gonna go. No. You don't know who's gonna be back on the Rams. I'll just go Bills Rams, and I'll have and I'll get uh, Bills Mafia the one. So last night I said Chiefs Packers, and then realized that I think neither of those teams are gonna make it after yeah. deep consideration. Yeah. Um, so it has changed. Uh, yeah. But the, the the official prediction. Oh boy. And God, I mean. Look, look, everyone okay. can get on my ass. This okay. is probably going to be uh, probably not going to be a favorite prediction ever. Okay. Because it's, uh, it's not. This is about to be the dumbest, the dumbest thing. thing. But I have entered full football nihilism, and I am going to predict the Patriots versus the Cowboys. <laughs> it throws foam. Okay. I mean, if that happens, John, I'll give you 10 bucks. If it does, look, look and this Super pick Bowl is fully happen. based off, I looked at it and said, all right. That would piss me my, off the I most. If I take my, my personal, like, a hate for some players off the table, what Super Bowl would be the most annoying? Patriots-Cowboys. Yeah. Absolutely. Be bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the NFL got about as annoying as it could for me this year, so I'm fully expecting and that trend to continue. straight years, the team that won a Super Bowl got a new quarterback that offseason and hosted the game. Cardinals are having problems with Kyler Murray right now. They host it in Arizona next year. I'm just saying, Rodgers to the Cardinals. Cardinals win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, man. It's it's in the script. Would you take Kyler Murray as a quarterback? Fuck no, I wouldn't take Kyler Murray as a quarterback. I'd rather have Jordan Love and just see what happens. 
Kyler Murray is not it. Bro. Jordan Love is not the answer, Jackson. It's going to be rough. When it is there is no turn. definitive way you can know that, though. Like, you can believe that. He was that. ass against the Chiefs. One fucking yeah, game? It was the only game he's ever played. One pissing. Your first start of your NFL career is at Arrowhead on, like, three days' notice. Okay. Yep. And I mean, gonna... I expect better. Nah. You, you are right, whatever. a dumbass. I'm joking. We, we've known I'm this. joking, but no. I don't think Jordan Love's going to be good. I'll say that. You did think I he was going to be good. You were the one who thought he would be good. You no, were the I one wasn't. saying, like, before last season that you thought Jordan Love was actually going to be good. No. I don't know if either of those things, but I know I didn't say that. No. Josh no, has Jordan said Love was number three. No. I had Jordan Love at number three, but that didn't mean shit just because I had four and five as worst quarterbacks. I'm telling you. Right, Jordan whatever. Love whatever. might not work out in Green Bay, but... You cannot call him a bust right now, because he like. How can you call no, someone I'm a bust? Calling him a bust. I'm just saying I don't. And you can't be like the package are screwed whenever he takes over, because to be honest, nobody knows. Like nobody knows how good that kid is. So we'll I mean, see. If the Packers give Aaron Rodgers fifty million, I mean, I think that's a pretty telling sign. But what are they supposed to do? Like let the back-to-back MVP go? Just let him leave? Because when you got to think about this, when they took Jordan Love, Rodgers had declined every year from 15 to 19, had broken his collarbone twice, had a knee injury. Like he revisionist history is funny because now it's like holy shit, Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back MVPs. At that time, Aaron Rodgers was 36 coming off of 2 years of straight injuries and like play had been going down compared to what it had been. So, yeah, maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe they were wrong. But it's better than doing. It's better to do that and be wrong than be Pittsburgh and just bank on Big Ben and end up in absolute quarterback hell. And I'll yeah. leave it at that. All right, moving on. Baseball. Nothing happened. They met on Saturday. The league doesn't want to pay minor league players in the spring training games for some reason. That's the newest report. Uh, any thoughts? Any new thoughts from you guys on this? No, we'll have Nick no Heath on next week to talk about it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I Maybe. Have, sorry, I don't know if I'm talking over somebody, but I just want to say, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Nobody but does. Like, yeah, so I'm not going to say shit, because I don't get it. Like, I... Uh, yeah. I don't one know thing, what, like, the main One thing that is. has been said, Rob Manfred held a press conference last week and said a universal DH has been agreed on. <laughs> Through all of this, they were like, yo, hey, pitchers, get over here. Y'all want to still hit? <laughs> nope. Okay, no, we can really. agree on that. <laughs> all right. We got one thing we can bring to the press. Yeah. We're, we're getting rid of the, the pitcher hitting. I mean, and, isn't uh, it like awesome. they're saying like they don't want to pay the minor league guys? Or if you're not on the 40-man roster, you don't get paid for spring training games. But I, I feel like that's literally illegal. Like That's like going to a job and not getting paid for training. Like, how can they even justify that? Like, what? You're mm-hmm. literally p- working. You're playing in a game for Major League Baseball. Like, how do you not? I literally get- had such a good thought. Like, as we brought this up, and I fucking forgot it. Like, <laughs> I've been thinking about this the whole day, well, and let- right as we talked about it, it's just well, gone. Let-, let me know if it comes back, and we yeah, can- get a jog. We can get back. What were we? What, what did? How did? We, how did this start? Because I'm now actually pissed. Because this was a good point. Well, I thought I just brought up baseball and how there is a universal DH now, and that their labor talks are going nowhere, which isn't surprising. But yeah, yeah, it's not coming back. If you think about it, just say fuck. something. But anyways, yeah, that's the scoop on baseball. Minor leagues will play regardless. So, yay! But yeah, and if they do, the slap Bobby in there. Get yeah, him in there. Yeah. yeah. Get, get him swinging. I mean, like, legit. That's kind of yeah. nice that they can do that because I don't even think those guys are on – they haven't been moved. Like, what? what's – there's some deal. Like, it doesn't – yeah, it doesn't cost us anything. Like, it would just be a great move. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not a deal. It's just how it works. I'm stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> they've never called him up. So, they, they just yep. keep him down there. So, yep. yeah. That's about all we got with baseball right now. Nothing really going on. It'll be interesting oh, once – I do want to – I do want to share an interesting fun fact, though, while, while we still talk about the Universal DH thing. Yeah. Um, Zach Grinke, who got the final pitcher hit in the past World Series this year, like probably one of the last ones in MLB, just because, like, why the hell else would pitchers be hitting yeah. outside of guys like Shohei Otani? to be doing that would be Zach Grinke. 
Yeah, yeah. Or Shohei Otani or like Madison Bumgarner or something yeah. like that. Um, but Zach Grinke, um famously joked, and look, how true is this? Probably not at all, because Zach Grinke's probably the weirdest athlete ever. Um, he once joked that like he had injury problems at the beginning of his career, and he randomly got called back up to the Royals, and he was getting shelled, and he was like considering quitting baseball, and then he hit a home run and like claims that that just like completely reinvigorated him, and like after he hit the dinger is where his stats like take a turn. Um, so kind of funny that like the last dude to get a hit has such an interesting relationship with hitting. So yeah, little tidbit. Yep, uh, baseball is in a terrible spot. And it's sad yep. because it was doing mm-hmm. well, and now it's not. So that's depressing. But uh, moving off of that, and we can move straight into uh, race for the ten seed here, Josh. <laughs> well, first, 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 first. Wait, did we do the trade deadline on the podcast last time? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, so about majority of it. Did we get Harden deal on the last podcast? No, no, but we I didn't. Want to add to my Tyrese Halliburton trade. We got through the Tyrese. Okay. So, initial thoughts on the James Harden trade to Philly for Both, Ben Simmons and, like, okay. more. Both teams won, I think. Hmm. Like, really? I think it's one of those trades. Um, I, I, could be, I could be wrong, but it wasn't going anywhere with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, that's for sure. No. Um, and it seems, seems like James Harden had no play. interest in being a net. No. So, exactly. So, yeah, win for both teams, quite frankly. That's my big take on it. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a good it's good for both teams. Bro, I feel like the Sixers gave up too much. No, like, I agree I mean, with that. They did. But, like, they knew they had to if they wanted to get rid of Ben Simmons to get a player like James Harden, who will play for you. You know, yeah, like. Yeah, but, I mean, it's going to be, like, I think. Gosh, I just I would not have given up as much as they did. Seth Curry was a very valuable piece to them, a very valuable shooter to them. Um, two first round picks. Well, yeah, you're probably going to be a good team picking in like the 20s. Those won't hurt as bad. They're still two first round picks, uh, and of course you had to get rid of Simmons just because that situation had just gotten pretty bad, and he had basically given up on you. So you've got to get rid of him at that point. So you know I think Philly like is justified to make that trade, but I do think they gave up little too much so i'd say brooklyn probably they probably come out on top in this trade in primarily because harden really was never going to work with Kyrie and harden it just or Kyrie and uh, kd that was just never really going to work i don't think yeah i mean it's hilarious they only got 16 games together like (laughs) yeah i mean not that i think it would have worked but wow like (laughs) when james harden got traded to the nets i was like all right Pack it up. Yep. The season's like, over. Well, shit, last year, if Kevin Durant's foot was like a half inch smaller, they're probably in the pissing conference finals, and they're probably yeah. killing the Hawks. And or pro- if James Harden straight up wouldn't have played last year's postseason. Yeah, he was way like, too hurt. I will, he was terrible. He was the worst player on the court at all times. Like, yeah. it was ridiculous. And already, if James Harden can't score, which oh, useless. was the yeah, like, oh, if he's too injured where he can't score, then his defense is going to be horrible. Oh, yeah. Like, holy crap. Yep. So, yeah, I James Harden really had a shambolic Nets career. Um, but it's not his fault. He should have just sat out. Should have sat out. That's his fault. So, yeah. I, I have a thing to add on to the Tyrese trade. Okay. Yes, go ahead. So, what I came to realize is the Kings have won the trade until Tyrese Halliburton's of an all-star. Yeah, well, that's how it is with any time you trade a speculative asset like that. I mean, it you can't so, know for sure. So you got to cheer against Tyrese Halliburton, pretty much. But that's just that's just not that's not in me. <laughs> well, do you want to win the trade or not, Josh? <laughs> be honest, no, I'm gonna say fuck you, Monty McNair. So no, I want Tyrese Halliburton to okay, go to fucking All Stars. He did have right a 16 way. assist game like two days ago. Tyrese yeah. did, but yeah, the Kings yeah, are two and zero since. The Kings are 2-0 since this trade, so Josh, yeah, give us our most recent race for the 10 seed. Well, the Kings are down by 11 right now to Brooklyn, who fucking has nobody. They literally probably pulled someone off the streets. They've lost 11 um, in a row, so this is truly a battle of losers. Yes. Uh, all right, here we go. Anyone that wants the Eastern Conference, you can go fuck yourself, because this, <laughs> this is not what we do. Last week was a special this occasion. This is not what we do. <laughs> 
There's some, ran- there's some random fuck on the East Coast that just tuned into that one episode, and now he's coming back for the Eastern Conference race for the 10 seed. Coming in at number 13, it's your two and oh, Sacramento Kings. All right, you know what? Fuck you, Mon McNair, you little stupid ass bitch. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me, because your stupid little ass bitch traded Tyrese Halliburton. But you know what? I like Sabonis. So you can still go suck a cock. But it's the Sacramento Kings coming in at number 13. Coming in at number 12, it's how is he still a coach? He's probably going to retire. It's Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. Coming in at number 11, I'm going to say it again. He's a b- They have CJ McCollum. They have Brandon Ingram. It's your New Orleans Pelicans. Coming in at number 10, I don't know how the fuck they're still there. It's the Portland Trail Blazers because Damian Lillard's a little bitch. And coming in at number 9, it's the La Champions. Because it's their city of champions because this team won a championship back in the bubble. And I guess it still counts. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously it counts. La missed free throw. Well, no, LeBron. No, LeBron wants to. You know, like he said, we'll we'll throw a city of champions parade. Like we'll still like because he's saying we'll use that title. Oh the, yeah, yeah, just like one for the Dodgers, uh, Lakers, and Rams. Yeah, I'm like LeBron. You won it like two years ago. It's really gone. <laughs> the problem with that parade is all the people there for the Lakers and Dodgers would be like, why the hell are the Rams here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, coming in at number. It's America's most hated team. It's primetime Kansas City's most hated team. It's the Los Angeles Clippers. Also the injury god's most hated team by far. (laughs) Coming in at number seven, I am not racist, but he loves Popeyes and he loves McDonald's. It's Anthony Edwards in the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, there's your race for the 10th seed. I'm just really tired of it. Porn up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, finish for the tenth is what that is called now. Thank you. I wonder if they have like an email. <laughs> gonna, no, you can definitely find it. I am not emailing them. I will email literally any other company, but I'm not fucking emailing Pornhub. Well, how would I even I start that? Like what? Okay, but no sponsor. No looking. sponsorship would be more lucrative. Like if it actually really? like trying to get shit sponsored by Pornhub. People would come from far and wide to listen to our beautiful podcast. Beautiful ASMR voice. The crazy thing is, like three weeks ago, I sent you guys a thing saying, oh, maybe we should try to join KC Sports Network. And now we've been talking about Pornhub the last two episodes. I would rather be associated. I'd rather be a Pornhub Network channel than a freaking KC Sports Network channel. (laughs) I disagree. John, come on. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Bro, okay. What so, if we said this is a production of Pornhub? <laughs> Welcome to Primetime KC. <laughs> like we we wouldn't make it Pornhub at all. It would just be the same podcast, but if like that would be our network. If you're listening like, to you this and you have any connections, please let us know. We are desperately looking. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, for, we are not. You two are. I do not want. For now, for now they are going to stay like as that. an unofficial only sponsor. Only fans is welcome as well. Yeah, only, only fans, fans are also welcome. Uh, right now, we'll keep him as an unofficial sponsor, but yeah. Why does it have to be my segment? Like, this is not what I. <laughs> because no. finished for the tenth. It, no, just, it flows Josh's, too well. This is not finished for the tenth. It is race for the tenth, and it will always be race for the tenth. I made this bitch, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> Fine, I'll I'll make finish for the tenth and do the Eastern Conference version. If you want to be a little oh, bitch no, about it, Josh. That, if you want to be a little bitch about it, Josh, we can do that. You just lose originality. Nope, never. We have to. This segment, if you haven't noticed, is literally just one person screaming the 13 through 7 seed, or <laughs> however far down the Kings are to the 7 seed. Well, of the I've always Conference. done the 13th seed through the 7th. Well, if the but, Kings do fall to 14, you have to keep it. Yeah, if the Kings drop. fall to 14, then... we got to add some intrigue and make it, you know, spicy. Yeah. How the exactly. fuck are you going to do that, John, with fucking Pornhub? Like, like what, what are you going to do? brought to you by Pornhub, yes, that's how. I think we should right, just fine. make up sponsors throughout every segment we do and just change it every time. I think every segment we should just be like sponsored by, by Menards. We should be like sponsored by Kia. 
<laughs> or something like that. We talk about Super commercials because the blind Canadian ones, like God, like bless them for winning ten straight medals. But what the fuck did that have to do with Toyota? Yeah, I the like, Super Bowl commercials. Oh, no, let's talk about that. Commercials are like notorious for being like something random and then just a truck at the end. <laughs> So when you weren't watching, it was this. It was a story. I have these two brothers. One brother, like, uh, oh yeah, I saw it. Has macular degeneration and he can't see. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. It was fucking Toyota. I thought it was gonna be the Olympics because like the Olympics are on. No, Toyota. Well, I gotta say, you are in charge of a million dollar thirty second ad, and you fucking use it on a QR code. You're such a dumbass. No, it worked. It worked. Stage capitalism is slash. Don't believe there's any truth to it. You can't look at an ad of a box with a QR code going around the screen that takes their website literally crash. I'm telling you, that is marketing geniuses. It was genius once it hit the corner because that made me really excited and really horny. I'm yeah, and then you. I see Coinbase pop up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." Yeah, once I found out it was crypto, I was extremely disappointed. No, both of my both the ads that got me hyped. That one, and I mean, I guess you guys probably don't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, but there was an FTX ad with Larry David yep, I that, that I thought one. was fantastic. I um, but it was like, damn it, it has to be a crypto ad. Yep. Like, I think crypto's stupid as shit. If you haven't it noticed, is stupid as shit. So, yeah. Um, yep. If you, if you're an NFL player, like a sports player, like I've seen, like Odell did this, Rogers did this, I think. If you take any of your salary in Bitcoin or any crypto, you are a certified dumbass. Like you are just a certified idiot. Like, yeah. I, it might, it might work out for you. It, you might win that gamble, but why would you even take that fucking gamble? Like there's no need to do that. Just take the yep. goddamn money. I am so sick of NFTs and I'm so sick of fucking crypto. We, we didn't talk about it, but Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Was it not the best you've seen? I've seen probably. I'd say it's the best I've seen. I didn't watch it live. Like the Prince one's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Michael Jackson one's iconic, but I didn't see those live. So, yeah, I, I liked this one a lot. I liked the weekends last year, even though I was miserable at halftime last yeah. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, good. I just didn't really. I was honestly much... nothing can get worse than Justin Timberlake's. Uh, the Black so... Eyed Peas were really bad. Really? Okay, no, I have. Yeah. No, I have nostalgia for that because Green Bay won that Super Bowl. Okay, but... I guess yeah, because they were. Uh, they're kind of like the notorious like. Okay, we need to make sure that we don't just let some scrubs go out there. They they had like two people that won. Like getting to be in it, like through an internet contest, what the piss? and like one of them threw up the double birds in the middle of it, and the NFL was like, "Nope, can't do that." <laughs> so yeah, um, that was it for randoms making it on the Super Bowl halftime show. But <laughs> last night didn't come with no NFL um, eh, agreements being breached. Um, it, it wasn't Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt though. It was Eminem kneeling, and then. Dr. Dre wasn't supposed to say something like, oh, like I hate the police or something. Like, po- no love um, for the police, and he said it. Yeah. It's like, I still hate the police. Yep. Yeah, they, were, <laughs> so, they weren't supposed to, but what are you going to do once they do it? No, what was, what was the but, NFL going to do about that? Like, yeah, I, was I mean, you can't do anything. But what I do want to talk about, um, sorry. I mean, no, you're good. You guys, I, I mean, I, it's, there's no football on. There's no baseball. There's only one thing left. March Madness? Yes, I. Can we please talk about bracketology? No. See, here's the thing. I don't know anything about it, so like, I know the Fine. teams that are good, but I don't know how the fucking seeding works. And Let how me tell you. You get Arkansas, placed in which I conference. fucking hate saying it. Arkansas might make a fucking run in the tournament. It's gonna piss me off, but they're good. Okay, um, but aren't they like the Jesse Newell shit box, or is that <laughs> Iowa State? That Jesse Newell shit box. That's actually a good question because that's how they were at the beginning of the year, but now they're catching strides. So I need to check Jesse Newell's. Yeah. Uh, not that I want to like give him all the credit, but if he's putting up fraud alert, then I'm yep. at least looking. He put up fraud alert earlier in the year. Yeah, I, on, they were uh, struggling. Yeah, it was year. still in the non-con though. So yeah, but they did just win a close game over Auburn, which his whole thing is close games mean nothing. It's true, so, and yeah. Auburn. I mean, fuck, I'd love to see his take on Auburn because they beat Missouri by one point. Fucking Georgia by up. two points. Like oh, I, would love, I bet you, I bet you they're like. I bet he fucking hates Auburn. Do you know who got the high? Who was the highest voter for an Arkansas AP? An Ar- the highest Arkansas AP voter. 
I don't know any of the AP voters. <laughs> no. Dave Matter of Mizzou. Oh, yeah, I know Dave Matter. Okay. Uh, um, Jesse Newell. Jesse Newell has the Razors back ranked 21st, and they're ranked 23rd. So that means that they're good. What does Jesse Newell have or, uh, Auburn? Let me just look at his. Uh, this is the Jesse Newell podcast now, I swear. Yeah, yeah we're going to quit sucking. We've got him on for March Madness. I will say that. Yeah, we'll have him on for March Madness. I yeah. will say. Oh, Jackson, so this is actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. His top five is against Zaga, Arizona, Kentucky, Baylor, and then Auburn. But he and he left Houston at the same spot at six. Wow, Houston only. And he has Providence, Xavier, St. Mary's, Michigan State, Arkansas, and Bama going in the last. I'm telling you, in the, look out for San Francisco. They're gonna beat somebody this year that they shouldn't. I'm telling you, they're gonna I mean, get in as like a 12 doesn't. seed and fuck somebody up. I mean, San Francisco is technically ranked. San Francisco is 27th in Ken Palm. Then they're not gonna be a 12 seed. No, that's just Ken Palm, though. And yeah, they'll still dangerous. be better than a 12 seed. They'll be. A- you want to know something, though? Providence at number eight. Jesse Newell has them at 25. Yeah. That's a man. Okay, so that's Providence. Missouri. I will say this. Missouri has moved up to 129th in Ken Palm. They're making Missouri's threats. getting good. They're not getting good, but they're not as shit as they once were. So they that's... were. The... And honestly, dude, like, I don't want to dig one person out, but, like, Anton Brookshire getting fewer minutes, I think, has made a noticeable difference because probably I'll agree, but I also, I did like him. How can you? I just don't get how like what? Okay, so he played against like my high school in the state basketball championship, and he did yeah. good. But it was like this guy is not like in the law. Yeah, he should not be going to SEC basketball. Brazil, like Brazil, no, not Brazil. Brazil, I was fully like okay. This guy at least yeah. has a chance. I don't know how yeah, good he actually is. If, if you're playing Liberty High School, you should not be at Mizzou. I do not want to hear that shit. Well, that's not No, a I'm not argument. saying if you're playing them, that's stupid. It's not their fault that that... You Michael said, Porter Jr. played in class too. What I'm saying is Anton Brookshire did not give off the vibes that he was going to be like... Like, it looked very much like someone that's very good at cooking high school basketball talent and very not good... At cooking oh. other basketball talent. Still early, still early, but three stars was a bit generous. If you ask me. <laughs> well, all right, I just sent Jesse. I tell, you, uh, I tell you who three stars was a bit generous for it was Jordan fucking Wilmore. Holy oh, he should have been. Where is the guy? Where is he? He, he just playing. stands. He doesn't warm up or anything. I haven't like, seen he, him. Like since he was there, we watched the KU game together, and ever since then, I don't know if I've seen him play. So, Alvy, fuck oh, yeah, you. He hasn't really played. So. He'll give me his bobblehead if you don't give me yours. So you can suck a dick. Who, who will give you his bobblehead? I'm not saying that anymore. Will Swedham? You'll, you'll, just, you'll just destroy his. It's okay. first 1,000 well, in the door if Missouri can get 1,000 people in the door. Um, no, they can, dude. I haven't gotten a single giveaway this year, so. Hmm? Uh, hey, I mean, they tickets as low as $3 you early for me. For me. I mean, I am going to get it, and I'm going to destroy it. Like, the the amount of money I would pay to metaphorically throw Michael Porter Jr.'s face into a slab of concrete is, like, somewhere between $100 and $200. Okay. So that's how much I value this bobblehead. <laughs> okay, that's fair, Josh. I mean, And I hate enough. him. He's my number one least favorite athlete. Like, as a person, I literally, like – hate him so much okay John. it's unbelievable okay, okay. Mm-hmm. we get he's, it. he's just a, he's just a great guy you know no he's not he thinks he's a fucking genius because he's a vegan he's just doing great things man you know he's just doing great things just, yeah. look yeah. at look at michael porter man inspirational i mean he he's one that kids should probably look up to yeah kids can look up to a freaking to a the psycho level christian vegan anti-vax psychopath I literally will not hear anything else. That if you are if you are that committed to being a POS, and I'm not saying it's because he's a Christian, it's because the way he's a Christian, it's it's insane. It's insane. He's ridiculous. He uses it as an excuse to be a dick, and that's ridiculous. So All right, John. he can fuck All off. Right. You can start your own podcast. D four to the want. week, D four to the year is Michael Porter Jr. I will see you next week. Huh? Okay. Nope. Oh, you're this, talking to the podcast. This is John's closing statement. Uh, Josh, D4 of the week. 
My D for the week is hmm. I don't want to do soccer again because that's just fucking boring. Um, my D four of the week is Ole Miss basketball. How do you lose to Missouri twice? That's a true statement. That, that yeah, that's you let Missouri score seventy on you twice, nonetheless. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go my D four of the week. I got two Bengals corners, one Eli Apple for obvious reasons, uh, being a fucking clown, getting the game-winning Super Bowl catch mossed on him. And two, Vernon Hargraves for running on the field, not dressed, literally was an inactive player, costed him maybe a chance to score some points before halftime. So, yeah, both of those guys, um, they're, you know, labeled DBs for defensive backs. You could call them dumb bitches on Sunday. They really fucked their team. So, yeah, that's going to be my D4 of the week. And I'm very happy it's my D4 of the week because I really don't like my, uh, I really don't like Eli Applin. I don't think anybody does. But that'll do it for this week's edition of Primetime Kansas City. It is officially the dark days of the year. No football until September. Uh, cry about it. You know, do whatever you want about We're it. We're going to start doing, uh, whatchamacallit, snake drafts. So We're going to start getting ideas creative. Um, yeah. Yeah, so if you're bored throughout, fo- you know, no football on, you know, make sure to tune in. We're going to have episodes weekly still. Uh we're still going to have Chiefs rants. We're still going to have a lot of crazy shit. And if Rob Manfred ever gets his shit together, we'll be able to debate if the Royals lose 80 or 90 games this year. But other than that, this has been Primetime Kansas City. Uh, we'll see you next week.